Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. We're so glad you have joined us for this audio sermon. You can find a full archive of sermons on our website, holycommunion.net. This sermon was preached by me, the Rector of Holy Communion, the Reverend Mike Angel, on the eighth Sunday after Pentecost, July 26, 2020. Gracious God, let these words be more than words. Give us the spirit of Jesus. Without a vision, the people perish. Uh, Words from the book of Proverbs. Without a vision, the people perish. Uh, The Hebrew could also be read, they fall apart. This week, I thought of the old line from William Butler Yeats. Things fall apart. The center cannot hold. The falcon cannot see the falconer. Yeats wrote his poem in the aftermath of the First World War as a pandemic raged throughout Ireland. Without a vision, things fall apart. In my lifetime, I've not known the world to be falling apart quite as completely as it seems to be now. I'm just back from vacation, and I'm a bit more rested, but I've never known a more difficult re-entry. The world is not as it should be. People talk about finding the new normal. I hope very little of these days ever feels normal. And the decisions facing us, they're difficult. We've reached past the midpoint of the summer, Even in a week as humid as this one, we are beginning to imagine the crisp days of fall. Usually this is a time of excitement, shopping for school clothes, blessing backpacks. But the announcements about school plans this week came with heavy sides of dread and frustration. And I know that it's more than just parents. I don't know anyone who isn't facing tough decisions right now about schooling, childcare, work, whether to visit a loved one, when to venture out. The decisions we face are fraught. And in the midst of it all, we are in church, at least virtually. In the midst of it all, it's my job to try and point to Jesus. And thankfully, Jesus comes well-equipped The Salvadoran theologian John Sabrino calls teachings like the ones that Jesus has for us today the central work of Jesus. Those of us who grew up in nice white suburban churches might have missed these teachings. When the Jesus you've been taught does little more than stand in fields with his blonde hair flowing behind him, looking pastoral, holding sheep, you might not have needed words like these. But these teachings of Jesus are radically reorienting. Remember, Jesus lived in a time when the center refused to hold, when things were falling apart. And Jesus lived on the dangerous edge of the Roman Empire. His neighbors were nervous. The Herods, the local leaders empowered by Rome, they exploited the people's labor. They showed no regard for their lives. 
And federal officers were sent into cities and provinces to terrorize the people, to keep them compliant. And Jesus lived in a time, and Jesus came from a region that was known for rebellion. And Jesus was a radical. And Jesus believed in revolution, not violent overthrow. But Jesus did not put stock, Jesus did not put stock in mere anarchy, as Yeats put it. And Jesus believed in the power of a vision. He saw that his people were perishing in the hands of incompetent rulers. Jesus believed those words from Proverbs. He knew the people needed a vision. And Jesus called his vision the kingdom. Sometimes Jesus talked about the kingdom of God. Sometimes he spoke about the kingdom of heaven, as in our verses today. And Jesus chose this language intentionally. Jesus spoke specifically against the powers and principalities of his world. He spoke against Rome. He spoke against Herod Antipas and Pilate and all those whose rule was failing the people. Today you might hear Jesus' vision described as the reign of God or God's commonwealth. Both of those I like because they get us past the gender and monarchical understandings. But Jesus used this language of his day, and he used it specifically. Jesus was proposing a different vision for how we might relate to one another, how we might relate to the earth, how we might live and thrive. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, small, seemingly insignificant. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that works its way through all of the dough. The kingdom of heaven is like a great pearl or a great fish. We could spend all morning with any one of these metaphors. I want to hold to the wider theme. Jesus preached to a people who were frustrated, who were tired, Jesus preached to a people who were suspicious of their neighbors, that they might be collaborating with empire. Jesus preached to families divided. One brother left to join a revolutionary group of protesters. A cousin renounced the world to study with John the baptizer. An uncle was collecting taxes for Herod. Jesus lived in a time when things were falling apart. Yes, Jesus responded with healing. Yes, Jesus fed people and touched people. But principally, principally, Jesus gave folks a vision. Jesus taught that hidden in all the frustration, hidden in the difficult choices of life, like a treasure in a field, like yeast in the dough, like a tiny mustard seed spreading roots below the soil. God's presence was there. Another world is on its way. We have some practice these days with invisibles. We're wearing masks to control the invisible. I don't wear a mask for my sake. I heard a social scientist explain this week that it's actually hard for Anglo folks like me culturally to get this. Her words resonated. 
It's funny, we norm Anglo culture so much that we forget it's only one specific set of cultural behaviors, not the only option. Culturally, Anglos do not understand taking on a behavior that isn't a direct benefit to themselves, the social scientist explained. And so in my case, I need to work against my cultural training. I need to make sure my mask isn't hanging around my chin or below my nose, not for my sake, but for the sake of my neighbor. I raise this issue of mask wearing to say, we are practicing awareness of the invisible. Jesus would tell us, keep practicing. Because there, buried beneath the soil, there, hidden to your human eye, the seeds of God's revolution are already growing. The yeast of God's radical vision is already spreading faster than disease. The treasure of God's love is available even now. Be aware of the invisible ways that God's kingdom is spreading. Jesus looked out on a group of tired, frustrated, oppressed people. He told them, you get a choice where to live. You get a choice where to live. You can stay in this tired, frustrated place. Or he said, follow me. I'll take you to another kingdom. You can choose to stay here. You can choose to stay in your fear, to stay in your frustration. You can also choose to move, live in the kingdom. Jesus wasn't describing pie in the sky in the sweet by and by. Don't be distracted by that word heaven. Jesus was telling folks, God's presence is available now. God's love is available now. God's justice is available even now. This week I was talking with one of the parents in our congregation School reopening plans were just being published, and this parent told me they didn't know whether choosing to be fully online or in a sort of hybrid model would be better. I quoted some old advice I used to share with seniors when I was a college minister. It's old advice because it's good advice. I didn't come up with it. It goes like this. Often making the best choice is a fallacy. It puts all of the weight on one moment, one decision. Yes, there are moments when we make big decisions, but often the work of making the right choice is the day-to-day -day work that continues. You make the right choice by making whatever choice you make the right one on every day going forward. I told this parent, whatever they choose, I trust them. I know them well enough to know they will continue to lean in. They will continue to advocate not just for their kids, but for equity for all of the students in their district. I know many of you are wondering which parent I'm talking about, and I'm not going to tell you. The beauty of this community is that we have so many parents that I know will be working for equity in their school systems. 
that will lean into these questions, not just for their sake, but for their community. Whichever model of learning they choose, they're not going to give up the ground of working for equity in the schools. You see, you are the kind of people the late congressman John Lewis had in mind when he said, you must be bold, brave, and courageous and find a way to get in the way. You are people who make good trouble. I know many of you are facing difficult decisions, but I also know that this is a congregation that knows mustard seeds. I trust the folks in this congregation to keep showing up day in and day out, whether that's in person or online. Keep showing up, keep moving, keep grounding. I know the people of Holy Communion, and I know that you will continue to work for God's justice. You will continue to look for God's presence. You will continue to make God's love known to all people. Without a vision, the people perish. But with a vision, with God's vision, the people can do extraordinary things. With a vision, God's people can do more than survive. With a vision, God's people can rebuild our world and make it a little bit more like the kingdom of heaven. Amen.